Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Tim, Tim, I'm being serious. We should really use this in the, like, I should post this. It's just like a separate clip of us getting, the, like, people will appreciate that. They appreciate candid moments. Think about it. Think about it. Tell me at the end of the interview. What happened? Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Hello. Yeah. Can Got you, you. Can you hear me? It. Yeah, I, I can hear you, but I, I just connect. I can't connect to the scar. I, it, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if plug, when you plugged in, if that kind of did it. If that kind of like took you off of being able to hear me, but I can hear you now. Yeah, I'm just going straight off the phone. Um, I got the volume turned up as much as I can go and got, got the speaker on, but yeah, I, I plugged in, and as soon as I plug in, I'd, you'd lose my uh, my voice. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay, um, can you, so then you can hear me? Am I Am I okay to start? Or no? Should yeah. I? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you said that you're not playing anymore because because you're deaf. Are you serious? Like I had no idea. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm serious. Like it, it's been a uh, it's been an issue for me for quite a few years, and it got to a uh, it got to a point where I was so frustrated trying to practice. I was just it would. I didn't even want to go to practice anymore. I was so frustrated, and uh, it, 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 yeah, it's really tough. I mean, you know, it, it's tough. Um, so doing a band when you got competing guitarists being very loud <laughs> and uh, just being in a tight space, all that noise, just it, it's really tough. So then, so then, there's no more playing for you then. Like, like you're literally like a retired hardcore singer. Um. Never say never, right? <laughs> it, it, it could be ugly. It could be great if we did something. But uh, I don't know. We, I, we've had a couple offers to play a few things and uh, in different forms of different bands. And it, it, it's still open. I mean, we can still do something. But uh, 
like working a lot in studio or working a lot in the practice room, it, it's going to be tough for me. One thing that I've found, because I, I don't have, I lost my hearing actually at a, at a hardcore show. It came back. I went back to another hardcore show and then just too much nerve damage. But one thing that I found is I was starting to get like just headaches. Like if I, if I put like, um, you know, like those things they tell you to put in your ears, it, it, it just, I had headaches, and then if I was playing on stage and if I was trying to wear them, I couldn't hear the band. Were you experiencing similar things? Yeah, so I, I remember going to a lot to shows early on before I even did a band, and like going, I mean, even like the Olympic, and just standing in front of those monster stacks, and you go home and your ears are just pinging, you're just ringing, and that's the sign of tinnitus, you know, that's what that is, and that's your your hearing is damaged at that point and it just gets progressively worse. So how did you get into hardcore? Um so I think hardcore for me was just a uh a progression from punk rock. And and punk rock for me was uh it was kind of a uh it was kind of a natural thing for me in music because my older cousins who I looked up to were into it, you know, and as early as the, you know, late 70s, 78, 79, and, and, you know, as a teenager, I was 14, 15 years old, and, and you know, those guys are, you know, I looked up to those guys, and uh, they listened to K-Rock, and K-Rock was pretty influential at that time, you know, they, they played a lot of different stuff, and uh, my one cousin, he was my second cousin, he, he got a tryout for uh, that band No Crisis, an old L.A. punk rock band. And it, it kind of lit a fire on, under me because uh, I went to the, watch that tryout, and it was it was held at Southgate High School. And their auditorium was very old. It was a very old high school. And uh, just the, uh, I guess, the atmosphere and the ambiance, it was, it was different. And then the music was so different for me than anything I've ever heard on the radio. I mean, K-Rock was cutting edge, but they were, they were playing bands that were, you know, about to make, you know, be mainstream bands. Um, so it was, it was, I was intrigued by it. It was something different. It was, you know, I, maybe I was looking for something different. I don't know, but it was just a general progression. Hardcore was a general progression from the hard, from the uh, punk rock thing. You know, the first time I saw black flag, I think it was 80, late 81, early 82, maybe at the Vex. And, uh, I was hooked. It was, that was it. It was over for me. Okay. So then that goes actually into what was originally my first question. What do you think your life is like if you don't get into punk, you don't get into hardcore, you don't go to that black flag show? What is the parallel multiverse Tim Sawyer life? Man, that, that's, that's the best question I've ever been asked in an interview. It really is. I've never, ever heard anybody ask that question. And, you know, Thank I'm you. sure I would have found different advice. Um, but, uh, man, I, 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 it's a whole different world. I mean, I can't even, I can't even think of that world now. As much as I've been through, as much as we've seen, you know, it's, uh, to me, right now, I mean, off the cuff, it's that was a boring life. No matter what I was doing, 
<laughs> I don't think anything can compete. So what made you think that you, like, and I don't mean it like what made you think that, but what made you think or know that you could sing? And I only asked because singing isn't like playing guitar in the sense of you can turn away from the crowd, you can hide behind a wall of noise. When you're the front man, you're out in front. What made you do that? Because you had never sang in a band until you, like, got into this music, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was too uncoordinated to, to play an instrument and not patient enough. So, I, I, as far as singing, I wasn't singing. I was screaming and yelling. Um, that, was, that was easy. I was an angry guy, you know, so that was easy for me, and that's all I thought it was. Um, I got asked to play or try out or jam with uh, Jeff Banks of Steve Winders and my stepbrother in a garage thing. And I said, I'll do it. You know, I, I'll do it. Let's go. And so that was a start starting point. And uh, it worked. I'm not a singer. I'm a screamer. And it worked. And uh, I tried. I don't know if anybody knows this or not. Uh, you know, Jeff Banks knows it and Steve Winders knows it. But when the uh, initial break, from VD, the chorus for Jeff, Jeff asked me to play bass. And I, once again, I had no patience. <laughs> I tried, I worked and worked and worked, and I finally came to a point where I said, Jeff, I, I just, I don't have the patience for this. I can't do it. Well, you know, that's interesting that you say that because one of my questions was, what were your thoughts, and we're going to jump around as we do this, but what were your thoughts when Jeff started chorus and he now is doing a band where he has a different front man he has isaac as the front man and you've been the front man in v like you know that that is your guys's thing what were your thoughts about that like were you surprised were you taken aback did you kind of see it coming um you know a band i mean you know you've been in bands right i mean a band is a relationship I mean, it's like a marriage. So when Jeff left, it hurt. It really hurt. Um, anger, you know, anger sets in, you're pissed off. Um, but Jeff was a huge, huge part of ED. And and really the band was really driven off of him for, for musical, you know, styling. And, and just he really pushed the band hard. So when we lost him, it was a big loss for us, and I was angry. Um, I know Steve was angry. I was angry. Steve and Jeff were very good friends. They were best friends growing up. Um, so it's exactly like a relationship, and it was a breakup, and, and it hurt. Um, but afterwards, um, Steve and I both went and watched them play, you know, multiple times. Um, and, and Isaac was around our band quite a bit, and – Isaac was part of our group, part of our family. Um, and it was just something new and fun. And we went and enjoyed it and hung out with them and stuff. But there was, I mean, the anger thing lasted a while because it, it was a relationship and it was family and it got broken up. And anybody from a broken home, it's even tenfold. You know, I mean, Steve's mom and dad got divorced early. My mom and dad got divorced, divorced early. So I think it was pretty painful for both of us. But, of course, I, I thought we're a good, great band. Um, I love their stuff. 
I loved all the guys in the band. Great guy. Well, I had Artie for a long time, um, of course. Regis. I didn't know Regis really well, but I liked him. I got along with him. I thought he was a cool guy. Um, Isaac was part of our family, like I said. So, you know, not a big, uh, not a big change for us when those guys started doing that band. <laughs> 